This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. In the Old Testament book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14, we read some words from our Lord God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. What a gracious invitation this is from the Lord. And surely every nation in this world needs healing, needs the help that only God can give. I want to share with you just a few brief uh, uh, expressions of gratitude to God for our nation of America. I wish I knew who wrote all these things I'm going to be sharing with you today, but uh, I, I don't have the author of many of them, but I think you will understand that this could be anybody who might write this. The first is entitled, I Am the Nation, referring to the United States of America. I was born on July the 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am the nation. I am over 300 over 300 million living souls and the ghosts of millions who have lived and fought and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington. I fired the shot heard around the world. I am Washington, Jefferson, and Patrick Henry. I am John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, and Davy Crockett. I am Lee Grant and Abraham Lincoln. I remember the Alamo, the Maine, Pearl Harbor, and the Twin Towers. I remember these when freedom called and I answered and stayed until it was over. I left my heroic dead on Flanders Fields, in the Rock of Corregidor, and on the bleak slopes of Korea and the streaming jungles of Vietnam with the rain pouring down, the desert sands of Kuwait. I am the Brooklyn Bridge, the Wheatlands of Kansas, the granite hills of Vermont. I'm the coal fields of the Virginias and Pennsylvania, the fertile lands of the West, the Golden Gate and the Grand Canyon. I am Independence Hall, the Monitor, the Merrimack. I am big. I sprawl from the Atlantic to the Pacific, three million square miles of land, throbbing with industry. I am more than two million farms. I am forest, field, mountain, and desert. I am quiet villages and cities that never sleep. You can look at me and see Ben Franklin walking down the streets of Philadelphia with his bread loaf under his arm. 
You can see Betsy Ross with her needle. You can see the lights of Christmas and hear the strains of Auld Lang Syne as the calendar turns. I am Babe Ruth and the World Series. I am thousands of schools and colleges. And more than that, I am hundreds of thousands of churches where my people worship God as they choose. I am a ballot dropped into a box, the roar of a crowd in a stadium, the voice of a choir in a cathedral or in a small church somewhere. I am an editorial in a newspaper and a letter to Congress. I'm John Glenn, Neil Armstrong, and their fellow astronauts who whirl through space above my head. I am Eli Whitney and Stephen Foster, Tom Edison, Albert Einstein, and Billy Graham. I'm Horace Greeley, Will Rogers, and the Wright brothers. I'm George Washington Carver, Jonas Salk, and Martin Luther King Jr. I'm Longfellow, Harriet Beecher Stowe, Walt Whitman, and Thomas Paine. Yes, I am the nation and these are the things that I am. I was conceived in freedom, and God willing, in freedom I shall spend the rest of my days. May I always possess the integrity, the courage, and the strength to keep myself unshackled, to remain a citadel of freedom and a beacon of hope to the world. Another writing was penned by a man by the name of J.R. Cash, and he calls this poem Ragged Old Flag. I walked through a country county courthouse square. On a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. It got powder burned the night Francis Scott Key sat watching it, writing, Oh, say, can you see? And it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag, but she waved on, though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorville. She got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee and Beauregard and Bragg, and the wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a big Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low by the time it was through. She was in Korea, Vietnam, She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships 
upon the briny foam. And now they've about quit waving her back here at home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and wearing thin, but she's in pretty good shape for the shape she's in. Cause she's been through the fire before and I believe she can take a whole lot more. <clears throat> so we raise her up every morning, take her down slowly every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up just right. On second thought, I do like to brag cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Let me share with you next a writing that was penned by the, uh, a man from many, many years ago. His name was H.A. Ironside and he wrote in the Moody Press way back in the year 1945, these words. When nations are engaged in deadly strife, it's common for patriots to declare that he who gives his life for defense of his country may be certain of a home in heaven because of having made the supreme sacrifice. That teaching is in accord with the principles of the Muslim religion, not with true Christianity. Muhammad promised his fanatical followers a place in paradise if they died for the faith in conflict with those infidels who rejected his teaching. Patriotism is a virtue of which any person may well be proud, <clears throat> but patriotism, praiseworthy as it is from the human standpoint, will never fit the soul for the presence of God. It can never wash away the guilt of sin. <clears throat> the testimony of Edith Cavell that brave British nurse who was killed by the Germans during a former world war is well worth considering in this connection. This noble woman was born in uh, a certain place over in England in December of 1865. She entered the London hospital for nurses training in 1895. In 1907, she was appointed the first matron of an institute, a medical institute in Brussels, Belgium. This became the Red Cross Hospital in Belgium at the outbreak of the conflict in 1941, uh, 1914 rather, World War I. <clears throat> and from August of that year until August of 1915, Nurse Cavell helped to care for the wounded French, Belgian, English, and even German soldiers alike. She ministered faithfully, even to those who had fallen while fighting against her own nation. <clears throat> Quite naturally, of course, her sympathies were with the Allies. And in cooperation with the efforts of Prince Reginald de Croix, she aided many derelict English and French soldiers who had fled from the Germans. <clears throat> These escaped by the underground methods to the Dutch frontier, where with the aid of guides, they were conveyed across to Britain. 
when some of these fugitives were traced to her house in Brussels, this wonderful nurse was immediately arrested and after a court-martial was sentenced to face a firing squad. All her kindness to the German wounded seemed to be totally forgotten. Her captors considered her a spy and they treated her accordingly. Just before the bandage was placed over her eyes, as she stood fearlessly facing the firing squad of soldiers who were about to take her life, this nurse, Edith Cavell, gave her last message to the world. She said, I am glad to die for my country, <clears throat> but as I stand here, I realize as never before that patriotism is not enough. And then she went on to give a clear, definite testimony to her personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and her assurance of salvation, not through laying down her life for others, but because he laid down his life for her. In perfect composure, <clears throat> this nurse submitted to the bandaging of her eyes, and in a few moments she fell pierced by many German bullets. Her words, patriotism is not enough, have spoken loudly to many over the years that have gone since she died a martyr to her convictions. What more is needed, you may ask? The answer is simple, Jesus Christ. It is through faith in him alone that the soul is saved and heaven is assured. So, before we stop our thinking today, let me offer a prayer, a prayer that was originally written by a, a poet, a beloved poet in America, named Helen Steiner Rice, and she calls this a, a prayer for our nation. So, let's let this be our prayer today. <clears throat> God, bless America and keep us safe and free, safe from all our enemies, wherever they may be. Teach us to walk humbly and closer in thy ways. Give us faith and courage and put purpose in our days. Make each one of us aware that each must do his part, for in the individual is where peace must have its start. For a better world to live in, where all are safe and free, must start with faith and hope and love deep in the heart of me. Oh God, this is our prayer. We thank you that we can celebrate independence in America. And we thank you for those who have given their lives so that we may have this freedom. Help us, Lord, to know that the greatest freedom we could ever have is freedom in Jesus Christ, who came to make us free from the burden of sin. It's in his wonderful name we offer our prayer. Amen.